What's up, everybody, and welcome to the first actual episode of Scales and Tales. Today, I'm joined by by a really good buddy of mine, lives out in Kansas, uh, fishes a whole shit ton of kayak kayak tournaments that I can't even begin to name. So going to introduce Trevor and let him kind of take over and uh, expand on what uh, what he fishes and how he fishes. Hey, uh, what's up, Adrian? Uh, yeah, it's kind of funny we discussed today. You you were asking what tournament trail I fished, and uh, pretty expansive. Uh, I do I do a lot of traveling during the season. Uh, last year I kept it pretty local with Kansas, and this year it's going to be mainly Kansas and and you know stay in the Midwest. I'm not doing any big traveling. Right. I had some plans to to head a little further south, but uh, family things got in the way, and I will be starting my season in Kansas, but. Uh, my main my main fishing this year will be in southeast Kansas with southeast Kansas kayak anglers. Uh, last year I fished three different trails in Kansas, but they've all kind of combined to their own thing. So it's going to be exciting first year for them with the Kansas kayak anglers. So I will be fishing those, and I'll be fishing those on the team side also with my tournament partner, Ryan Brook, from Oklahoma. So we're looking forward to that. Get out a little, you know, hit different bodies of water doing that. Uh, I will be fishing a couple Hobie BOS, Bassmaster, where they fit in my schedule, and then the All-American Kayak Series. That's kind of my focus for this year is try to get my four in for AOI on that and then the local stuff and just, you know, stay on the road. Yeah. Um, do you see a lot of Kansas anglers fish those Oklahoma trails and the, that sort of stuff, or does everybody kind of stay in their own state unless it's a partner a partner event? Uh you know, Kansas Kansas has got a good scene for, for, you know, you don't think of Kansas when you think of bass fishing, which I think right. is, is is kind of silly. I mean, we, we if, if you're not familiar with Kansas, there was a big Brutus is big around here. Uh, it dug a bunch of pits back in the mining days. And some of these strip pits that we have in southeast Kansas are, are expansive and, and they're, they're crazy. Uh, you can be fishing grass one day. We have some stalker trout things. And, and there's there's a good location for fishing here um and it's perfect for the kayak so i i've really seen the kayak thing grow and it's great because i've i've seen a lot of guys that you know fish farm ponds growing up and and they're able to go tournament fish now and that has created a scene of guys i've seen some local guys that are are that that demographic um kind of an older guy you know got in a kayak and and it's brought tournament fishing back for him and he's starting to travel uh we have a handful of those guys that uh have chased some of the Bassmaster stuff and just have gotten out. And it's it's really cool because it opened up that door for them. Whereas you have the other side of guys like me who have done bass fishing tournaments and I'm just competitive and it's cheaper and I can just hit more tournaments this way. And, you know, I'm not right. worrying about maintenance of a boat. Um, so Kansas has got a good scene. There's a couple of guys like uh, uh, Richie. Uh, he travels a lot. David Cruz used to. He's kind of my boy and he's kind of making a comeback. So you see a few Kansas anglers that have had success branching out, and I think it's going to only grow uh, going forward because we have a lot of good sticks in Kansas and, and the diversity of the water and, and all those strip pits, like I said, and we have small reservoirs. There's nothing big. You know, there's no big lakes. Uh, you right. don't see opens or anything coming out here very often. Uh, but I, I think Kansas is going to grow, and it's got a good base. We we have pretty good participation in with the combining of the groups i i think that's really gonna help it it hindered some people at first that don't want to travel but it, it legitimizes the state i do believe for kayak fishing yeah honestly um not to shoot on kansas but i had like <laughs> no idea that 
that there was like it was such a big uh big culture out there to bass fish like our mutual friend ethan he yeah. he would always talk about bass fishing in kansas and i'm like yeah okay like you're fishing farm ponds and then i've kind i've kind of talked to him and he kind of elaborates on it like holy shit like there's actual bodies of water out there that aren't a three acre pond in some cow cow pasture <laughs> We do. I mean, we definitely, there, there's plenty of small bodies of water, but right. I, I, I think Kansas is very underrated. I mean, our state record, you know, it's, it's just shy of uh teener. So, I mean, there's Hell, good yeah. fish out here. Uh, I, I, there's a lot of good quality fish, right? You can come out and catch a lot of four, three, three to fives and, and yeah. anything over that is a good fish. I mean, we're fishing Northerns, right? You understand that. <laughs> yeah. We're, we don't have the Floridas up here. Um, yeah. but I think it's very underrated, especially for the kayak guy. You know, if you wanted to make a trip and like spend a weekend and just hit diversity, you come to Southeast Kansas and, and hit the strip pits and, and some of the small reservoirs, you're going to see whatever you want to see. Uh, it, it's, it's really cool. It's, it's good for the adventure and it's good for the fishing. Is, uh, is there enough, like are those strip pits or any of these other smaller lakes, is there enough of those to kind of, uh be able to talk about and share share on social media without getting your spots burned like or is it kind of uh you kind of keep it close to yourself a few weeks after you catch these fish so you don't burn your spots and kind of shit on the bite you have going for you so uh it's kind of funny you know i'm from a small town of less than like 500 people so like yeah, yeah. small town usa typical stuff is i mean people can see your truck you know they know where you're at yeah, exactly yeah and and I, I have burned a couple of my spots one of the biggest things is i've burned one of my bites you know, social media, if, if you guys follow me, uh, you'll know my favorite bait. And uh, I've got a lot of buddies been, been trying to get their hands on them, and I got a wall full of them. And uh, I've kind of burned up a bite there. And, you know, it, it's it's not that it's not a universal bite. It's not like a big deal. But there's a certain time of year where I really, really catch them on a certain swim bait. And I'm talking about the mag draft, obviously. Uh, <laughs> and, man, I, I have people just like, I can't find them. And I'm like, that's fine, you know. So uh, right. I've had to adjust there. I have a couple places where I I I don't post as much video content. I've, I I throw up some cast to catches every now and then. Yep. <clears throat> I've tried to grow that this year, but there's a couple spots where it, I'll I'll sit on them for a few months. You know, uh, especially because we do have we do have a couple tournaments that focus on the strip pits, and you can kind of hole jump. You know, it's it, it's kind of a unique format because you can you can go fish any of them as long as they're public and you know do that right and i i legitimately last year uh kind of shot myself in the foot by not going to one of my favorite spots knowing people would see my truck there like i i didn't want to burn my bite so much that and i i know i was sitting on 90 inches and i didn't go i taught i psyched myself out of it strictly because i didn't want to i didn't want to lose that bite for you know fun fishing in my monthlies and uh so yeah i mean again small town usa someone sees your truck they know they know it's my tundra yep. you know they know my forerunner yep. yeah. <laughs> they know it's me there's no hiding it yeah that's uh kind of like here obviously um back from where i used to live like you said small town usa uh bigger body of water connected right to lake michigan with those piers and that riprap and uh it's it's real hard to uh to hide those in pictures and you just kind of hope that nobody is acquaint with the area that you're fishing because if they are you know you're fucked but the good thing is, is yeah. um, fishing swim baits obviously coming coming from where I'm from, so far up north, nobody nobody really knew what they were, and nobody really thought they would work. And then, kind of like you said, shooting yourself in the foot. I 
I was catching fish on these swim baits and I was like, holy shit. Like I, I broadcast this to everybody. And then, uh, obviously it's, it's been about probably three or four years since I've been fishing swim baits and nobody, nobody can really find the baits I, I own because I get them on like universe or underground and people are buying like, uh, Arashi waivers and yeah, 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 as waivers and stuff. And so kind of, kind of having that, uh, garage builder cliche, uh, bait kind of saved me from blowing up my bite extensively i mean guys catch them on s waivers and stuff but it's it's not the fish that are biting the fish everything taxi trout or the fish everything hater or even the hinkle trout and i think i got lucky with that i i moved down uh, or i moved two hours south of uh, where i grew up uh last july and i was kind of nervous that people were going to beat that spot because i knew i wasn't going to be there but i haven't seen very many fish caught out of those spots and i'm i'm pretty grateful about that uh yeah, I know. It's kind of funny. You talk about the garage builder thing, and uh, I think something you're missing there is you understand your baits. Uh, we, we've discussed this in you know, the Snapchat group that we're in. We have this discussion often. The competence of people throwing those swim baits goes a yeah, long yeah. way. Uh, just because just you buy yourself a Dobbins Fury and you go hit the bank and throw what XYZ angler tells you to throw because they're they're hot and they're hype, uh, you're just seeing them on YouTube. They, those guys know what they're doing, right? I mean, they may be clickbaiting you and playing the YouTube game, but I mean, those are some serious anglers. And these people think because they go pick up a swim bait now, they're playing the game. And right, <clears throat> I mean, just understanding fishing, it, it's a tool, right? I I did the swim bait only thing for a little while, and I know it's kind of your game a little bit too. But we just like to catch fish, and we understand fish yeah. before that, right? We're not. Yeah. Those kids chasing your social media bite—they're they're getting lucky if they're getting—they're getting bit, yeah, right? Or or they see these fish swimming down there and they're like, these fuckers aren't coming up to bite it, so they go and live line some gobies. I've seen—I've walked out to my spot and I've seen kids live lining gobies, and I'm like, oh, so <laughs> so you couldn't catch them how I was? You just decided to go fucking googling and catch them. I was like, hey, I, who am I to say that, that I, that's I, uh, lame? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if they're catching fish, that's, I mean, that's at the, the day, you know, what it's all about. I'm, I'm a tourney guy. I'm competitive. I, I want to do the social media. My social media needs to grow. So going out and doing it my way, you know, it helps. But, man, if you're catching fish, at the end of the day, I can't tell you you're doing something wrong. Uh, the fish is telling you you're doing it right. So yeah. whatever you're doing to get that bite, good on you, you know. Um, if you got a live line them to go catch fish and it's legal, I, I don't know your legality to it, but if it's legal yeah. and they're having fun, you just keep doing it. Yeah. I don't care. Just don't lie to me about what you're doing. That's right. When you get silly. <laughs> yeah. Don't start hanging baits and uh, no. kind of going off, going off like what you said about, uh, having baits and not knowing how to fish them. It's kind of crazy. I have a really good friend, Phil, who lives in Virginia, lives up in the mountains of Virginia and he fishes the, uh, Shenandoah a lot for muskie. And he fishes the taxi trout. He fishes it one way, a slow, slow glide, just like a depths 250 or like you would fish a hinkle trout. And uh, he came up, uh, it'd be two April or August ago. So was that 2020? And uh, we're fishing this spot and I'm telling him, I'm like, you got to, you got to fish this taxi trout. Like, like you've never fished it before. I was like, when you stop reeling, you got to start reeling again. I was like, they're not going to bite it with a slow a slow search glide and he didn't listen to me. He was up for four days. He didn't listen to me for the first three days. I probably shook off like three or four fish in that span. And the last day, it was like the last two hours before we had to get home and he could pack. He, uh, I was like, dude, just listen to me. Try to fish it this way. You're going to have follows. 
it was probably about 10 minutes later and he caught a five pounder. I was like, see, he's like, it's just so weird. Like this isn't how you catch them at home. I was like, cause, cause we're 1200 miles away from home. These fish are not a Virginia mountain fish. These are Lake Michigan fish that are trying to gorge themselves with these injured trout swimming in and out of this channel. And, uh, it, that was just kind of eye opening to me. I was like, like, how, how are you not picking up this concept? And then I'm like, well, it's because you've never had to fish this bait like this before. And this is a complete 180 of how, how you usually fish this bait at home. And it was just, uh, like I said, eye opening for me because obviously if I went anywhere other than, uh, my spots, I'd be trying to fish this taxic. This I'd be like, what the hell? Why is this not catching fish? And it's just, it's crazy that, it, uh, it can change that much. You're fishing for the same species of fish, but it's just something in their brain that doesn't tick the same, and it, it's crazy to try to pick that apart in a new place. Yeah, they're definitely. I mean, uh, there's there's something to localizing fish. I mean, they can not only, you know, they can learn the bite too, so it can actually be yeah, detrimented yep. at the same spot, you know, yeah, so much. And I see, uh, I I'm not from the Arkansas area, but there's you know the very popular bite that everyone was on for a while that kind of blew up social media that uh, it it's kind of changed that bite. I mean, it's, the, the, you know, the fish have gotten uh, keen to it and I've got a buddy and I won't name drop because for the same reason of, I don't want to, you know, blow his stuff up, but right. he's figured out how to do it different. And everyone's, you know, it, they're still catching fish. Don't get me wrong. The, the lake's yeah. that good. Um, but they're never going to see that bite be the same again. And just because they've localized those fish. They all know. I mean, how many of those, I mean, we all know the bait, the KGB, how many, yeah, how many say, KGB I, baits? I figured, <laughs> I figured that's KGBs what you were talking about, but I wasn't sure. You can go sure. across their face yeah. in the same exact manner, and it's the guys that are adjusting that are still catching fish. And those same guys that blew it up are the same guys adjusting, or they're just yeah. that good. I mean, we'll name drop Brendan because that's not who I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, I was making changes. I figured. <laughs> but, you know, you know, guys that adjust and figure out their, their bites, they do it anywhere. That's the thing is, is that adjustment. Um, yeah, and people uh, are stubborn. Yeah, that's going to be the fallout to that uh, the undisclosed Texas lake that everybody's catching all these fifteen, sixteen, oh. pounders, ten pounders in. That in the next uh, probably four months after the a rig bite stops, that that lake's going to be that's that's going to be clapped. Yeah, because yeah, everybody's, lake, I mean, everybody's catching two, these two winners in a row. They're dealing. Yeah, everybody's that. catching I mean, these that ten to fifteens. Everybody's catching these ten to fifteens and putting them in the share lunker program, which I mean, it's cool, but, uh, you're taking those fish away from that body of water. What is it for, for like a year or half a year until they spawn in their, uh, and then they, they, re, they reintroduce the, the fish and then what they put 50% of the fires at 70. I don't, yeah. I don't want to misspeak, but it's a know, percentage but... of the fry back into the body of water. The fish came from, like I said, I don't want to misspeak. See, I didn't, you know, uh, people call us out. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that until I watched a video on the Texas, uh, share lunker. And I was like, holy shit, like, they don't drop them all back into the same lake? I was like, it's kind of crazy. No, nah, the fish goes back, and then they, they divvy up the, the fry yeah. again. I don't want to misspeak on percentages, but it's a number. Uh, and then they redistribute, which uh, I'll give them one thing. It's working. I mean, it, it's yeah. pretty clear to see Texas. Uh, I guess let's let's pose this question right now. When will the – do you think the world record will fall in our lifetime? What is it, Twenty. Four or twenty one? Twenty three. Twenty three something. Yeah, eight. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, Lake uh, Lake Biowa, or yeah, it's Biowa, yeah. isn't it? Biowa, whatever. Yeah. That uh, that, I don't know if you've ever read up on it, but 
they consider yeah. bass to be a uh, invasive species, so yes. they they catch them and kill them. So I think if if they had a catch and release program there, I bet you it would probably come from there. But uh, I don't know, man. There's already we're we're almost three months in, and there's been a nine, a fifteen, a twelve, and an eight all caught in uh, that lake in Texas that are in the share lunker program. Plus, you have like John B's. What was it? A thirteen? He caught. Uh, he caught. He caught a legacy and released it. Um, there's more than that. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, Millican caught one the other day. I, I mean, I Josh Jones's fish. I, they're not all from there. Everyone's assuming they're from there. We, we know better than that. He'd be too public right. if he was. Um, he jumps around more than that. But I'll, I mean, his fish. You know, we we all know. Some of them are hidden, but if you know your local tackle shop is posting it, they all know where it's at. Right? Yeah. It's pretty easy to 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 range that in. But I, I think if it falls in the states right now, it's it's got to be Texas is your favorite, in my opinion. Yeah. I could be wrong. Cali's yeah. got to make a resurgence, and I don't I don't know if you know I don't I don't keep up. It's been a while since I've really paid attention to their trout stocks and what was going on there because I, I, you know, I'm not the swim bait pages aren't as uh, productive anymore so you don't see that kind right. of stuff as much it's too busy I know, talking uh, about mail calls uh bass jack caught uh what was it 18 uh, 18 uh yeah. i don't know if it was 20 or 2021 that was and, uh, i don't remember when he posted we post he posted it last year i don't remember when it was caught but uh it was on was his the, own bait. i know that that was yeah cool. yeah that was the that was the second or first fish he's caught on it he said he put like 150 hours into fishing that thing but uh that's that's the biggest fish I've heard caught in Cali in the last uh probably since Gilbert's uh seventeen, honestly. Yeah, that's my video right there, my guy. Yeah. That's my I, that's my weekly ritual to watch that one. Yeah, I don't even know if uh they tell you where these fish go after they put them to the the share lunker. At least the uh the main website doesn't. <clears throat> you talk about Texas, yeah. I don't I don't know if I don't know if they fully tell you. I just I just know percentage goes back into the lake and the fish goes back yeah. to the lake. I think it's just a I think it's a roll of the dice. Maybe it's a proximity thing. You know what's safest to move fry. Yeah. I, you know I can I don't have the scientific research you know in my back pocket for that. But you know Possum Kingdom to Fork or Ray Roberts to Fork because of the proximity type of deal. Maybe that has something to play with it. Um, yep. Or Rayburn and Toledo because you know. I, I I don't know. Yeah, and maybe they can um, travel them across the states. Uh, you know, there's plenty of stalker deals going on. I'm sure the technology is there to keep them alive. But yeah, I think that that's where it gets sketchy. Like transporting it from that little little share lunker shed they have on the side of the lake to waiting on a truck to show up to transport them wherever they transport them to. I oh man, I wonder right. I wonder if they if they accidentally lose any fish and just don't fucking say anything to co- not cover their ass. They're like, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I'll give Texas one thing on that. It, it's a great program. It's working, and when when you're paying for your your fishing license, uh, you know what your money's going to, right? There's actual yep. programs in place, and some of I don't want to, you know, call Kansas out right here, but you know, the most I've seen Kansas doing. Besides that, we do have some trout stocks. You know, I'm sure there's some money going there. Uh, they they put up a bunch of fencing and, and natural rocks that were just the most unnatural, gaudy thing around some of these strippets to make them safer. And, you know, I 
I don't, I'm not saying that they don't do anything for the program, but you know, Texas is at least public with what they're doing with their money. Right. Um, they openly, openly show yeah. what their money's going to. So, you know, when you're paying for that out of state fishing license for Texas, at least, at least you got an idea what's going on. Um, yeah. Again, you got to pay the form no matter what, but you know, there's right. some peace of mind there. It's, it's nice. Like to know that States, uh, I don't know relative to obviously, uh, Kansas, but I know like California, like, they stock trout for catch and keep programs like at all mm-hmm. these local lakes and stuff. Yeah. Um, is that, is that what it is in Kansas or is there like a natural population of trout in these uh, strip mines that you have we, or are they just throwing them in there for bait and pretty much the same reasoning as California? Uh, it's the same reason as Cali. I think it's, it's mainly yeah. for uh, a catch and it's mainly for catch and release, right? I mean, it's it, right. catch and keep and for kids mm-hmm. and, and it's really big in the winter. A lot of people go there, obviously for me, that's not why I use that lake. Yeah, uh, right. That pit, uh, and it's it's for bait for me. I mean, <laughs> you're just feeding those bass snacks, uh, and right. it's deep and clear. And it's it's tough for your everyday Kansas angler that just wants to throw a chartreuse spinner bait to go catch a fish. Right. Um, the pressure the pressure's there because a lot of people know know what's going on there. But figuring them out, it's its own. It's it's a different animal. It's it's not the rest of these pits. Um, it's because uh, they, they it, can just feed on trout. <laughs> yeah, I I wish that Michigan, as far as I know, Michigan doesn't stock just uh, decent sized lakes with trout. I know there's a few trout lakes up north, and I don't even know if they stock those. Those might just be natural trout. But uh, the only the only time trout get stocked is is in the rivers with. Uh, so, like in the rivers, there are creeks and stuff. They're they're buildings, and they're called weirs, and they catch all these king salmon, all these steelhead, and everything. And they pretty much just take all the eggs. They release like uh, a quarter of the fish that get caught. So a quarter of them go and naturally reproduce, and the other three quarters, they kill, donate the meat, uh, pull the eggs, and then distribute the eggs across the state on where where like the low population is and uh that pisses off a shit ton of people that uh that does not go over well with a lot of people in the state yeah, like man, uh I... two two years ago or maybe maybe it was a little bit longer than that wisconsin had a really shitty salmon season so michigan pretty much donated like almost half to three quarters of all the salmon egg population we had to wisconsin for free Ooh, that's yeah. politics we don't need to get into today that's yeah yeah, I could see where that would upset some people. I mean, again, it comes down to, you know, our money resource, your money resource. Obviously, that's not me affected, but I mean, yeah, yeah, just yeah, we'll just leave that at that for me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was I gonna say? Um, oh, going back to kind of Cali and like their whole trout stocking. I was watching a swimbait underground three-part series the other day about butch brown i don't know if you've ever seen him or not yeah the, the depths one yeah yeah he's talking about the depths and he's like yeah he's like uh i met this guy in like 2010 and he had a depths 175 that he gave me and he's like this is too small and then like flash flash forward two years butch has like 70 depths 250s and he was talking about how people or how they'd pop up on us ebay and he would just buy them right away and uh He's like, yeah, I w- I was paying like sixty or seventy dollars a piece. I'm like, sixty or seventy dollars for a two fifty. I'm like, holy shit, that wouldn't from, that be from nice? Japan. You can pay ninety yeah. from Japan still. Yeah, um, yeah I was say, he uh, also ninety two. I found some Keta bass ones from Japan. 
Yeah. He he did the same thing with the Huddlestons. I mean, early yeah, on, yeah. that was one of his big deals was just he was getting bid on it, so he was buying them up. Um, you know, he was trying to, he was trying to do what, you know, we try to avoid now, blowing up your bite. But back yeah. then, you know, he didn't have social media. He didn't start recording until later on. Uh, yeah. But he he was catching fish, and I mean, it's pretty easy to tell when someone's got a giant Huddleston on the front of their deck, especially a boat like that. Not easy to yeah. hide, you know. Um, John boat, you almost flip over when you're holding up your stringer of fish. Yo, that that boat is sick. I love yeah, it. it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's grungy. I like it. Uh, it's it's a cool. It's a cool rig. I mean, it, it's it's kind of like us in the kayak thing, right? It, it yeah, it works yeah. for him. Like that's he's using it to his advantage. Whereas like the strip pits for me, you know, the kayak's the advantage I need. I can get in and out. Right. I can get into some backwater stuff, and he has that boat set up for him. So, so going off your kayak, do you have a pedal drive? Do you have like an old town predator with the trolling motor built in? Do you just paddle? What, what, what uh, kind of setup do you have? So uh, anyone local that's going to listen to this is going to laugh. Cause I, I have a tendency to switch boats and you, you know, this too. We've had this discussion yeah, before. Yeah. Uh, I've owned <laughs> damn near everything. Uh, I've been in a Jackson paddle. I've been in a Jackson pedal. I've been in a Hobie pedal. I've been in a new canoe motor and I went back to a Hobie pedal and I don't think I'm missing one, but I could be, and someone will call me out for it. But I actually, <laughs> a month before season, uh, last week sold my Hobie, uh, <laughs> and am waiting on a Diablo. I don't know if you're familiar with them. They're, uh, they're a no. mix of a stand up paddleboard hybrid, uh, kayak. So it's a really thin wall, good for skinny water. And I'm going back to a motor this year motor slash paddle um oh damn some, that thing some is real, badass yeah they're sweet uh they're very open platform very very customizable yeah. i'll keep it pretty bare uh i've got every single thing in down to my lithium batteries and everything but the boat uh and i got a month <laughs> for it to get here and rig it so damn. It, it is on order uh yep. i need to call i actually will be calling them tomorrow if i don't get an email reply uh i hate to be that guy but uh trucking may become an issue in a week or two and again we'll avoid politics today but i right. I, I need that kayak on the way uh just yeah, for peace right. of mind in the next uh, couple of days or i'll be driving out of texas to the warehouse maybe to pick it up i don't know but uh Googling, i'm uh, pictures of their kayaks this guy's standing up on the front of it like it's a bass boat and they're still probably four inches from his yeah. feet in the water, that's that's pretty badass. It kind of reminds me of those uh, fly fly boats they have out in like the keys and stuff, where they have those big ass push poles. Yeah, like a skiff type deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this was designed for skinny water in Texas. Um, there's a couple guys. There's mainly one guy on tour. My uh, guy really, you know, think quite a bit of. He's he's pretty dang good in the sport. Guillermo Gonzalez that runs a Diablo, and I've had my eyes on him for a couple of years because of him. Um, and finally this year I decided I would, I would pull the trigger on that because yeah. of, I believe there's going to be some rule changes and we're going to be able to do a little more launching where we want to, like most kayak tournaments. But in the past, our, our Kansas clubs were smaller clubs, so we could go to smaller bodies of water. Now that we're focusing on some of the bigger ones, you got a bigger water. Yeah. I, I don't quote me on it. Cause I've, I'll be real. I haven't read through the rules completely, but I believe they'll road runner us. And if so, I can, I can start in skinnier water and run there quicker. Um, yep. So I don't have to go across as much big water. And I'm, I'm a shallow water guy for the most part. I know I've been talking deep, clear water with swim baits, but that's, that's not my, you know, 
I, I consider myself versatile. That's more fun fishing or when I'm fishing for like my monthlies and I'm just looking for a bite a day, really. Um, yeah. When I'm tournament fishing, I try to go shallow. And I think that Diablo for me is going to really be fun. I was, I was in a Hobie last year. I was in a Hobie Pro Angler 14. Incredible boat. Like I, the only negative I have to it is outside of tournaments when me and my buddy Patrick go, like when we go float creeks or whatever, um, dragging it and portaging it over those uh, rock bars and stuff, it's it's yeah, just heavy. It's, it's a big that. boat. Yep. Um, whereas I think this Diablo is it's just gonna it's gonna fit a niche for me in every aspect of my fishing. Uh, it, it, you know, I don't know that you're ever gonna find the perfect kayak without owning three. I mean, yep. you know, a, and like, a Hobie, in, like in one little thing from each one. Yeah, the Hobie Pro Angler is just it's you know it's the bee's knees. It's it's the boat. Um, you know, it's the staple of the top end. Uh, I loved the boat, and I just you know I like to tinker and play, and I like to be different. And I think this Diablo is going to set me apart on that shallow water. Um, definitely stable, but the PA was also. I mean, I I could sit on the front of it and walk yeah. from front to back. I'm also a pretty small guy, so that helps. <laughs> I'm not yeah. a very big dude. Um, looking uh, at the Diablo ones, uh, are you just going to fish it with a paddle, or are you going to mount a trolling motor to the side, or what are you thinking about I'm, that? I'm running a motor on the side this year for okay. running, yeah. and then I'll probably yep. fish mainly with paddle in hand. Uh, again, I, I fish shallow enough water. Most of the time, I'm looking for for no movement in the water as much as possible. Because I'm flipping, you know, I like to flip pitch braid rod. Right. That's 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 kind of my my thing. Um, so I can bank it and kind of fish parallel a little bit, or I can use a paddle. I can use the motor on short runs. Uh, yep. I ran a bow mount on my new canoe, and I didn't love it. I felt a little out of control just running a motor. Um, I don't know if that makes <laughs> sense. And and I could I could paddle the new canoe too, but. I just had it set up wider. You know, I had my yeah. accessories going out because I planned on using it with the motor. And I, again, I'm tinkering. Uh, maybe one day I'll find what I like and my wife will be happy because we'll quit having different boats in and out. And she, she thinks I'm going broke every time because uh, <laughs> I'm bringing out a, a new boat with new everything. All right. Uh, this one's uh, going to have a nine inch unit on it. It's, it's, it's going to be a cool rig. So, so you got the Diablo planned out for this year. You got your uh, electronics and everything. What are you, what are you fishing rod and reel wise? I, I personally know already, but for the people that don't know you, <laughs> uh, rods will be iRod. Uh, I've been with iRod for I think going on three years now, which is kind of crazy. Um, I'll yeah, give a little backstory here because this is kind of the first time I've really talked about this. Um, I've been with iRod for three and. There's pictures of me. I'm 27 now. Uh, I've been fishing iRod since I was a senior in high school. Off and on, you know. I, I again, I'm a tinkerer with uh, yep. gear, um, but I've been I've been a believer in their product since uh, that was a pretty early launch Genesis 2 703 that I still have in my garage. I still use it in tournaments. I've still cashed mm -hmm. checks this year using that rod that I've had for 10 years now, um, which is <laughs> kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. It uh, is. It's it's crusty. It's beat up. I mean, it's I don't treat my gear nice. Uh, I rods for me. <laughs> getting to work with Matt Newman is just cool in itself. Because uh, if you know anything about the swim bait game and you want to know a true OG, it's Newman and Bailey. I mean, 
there's guys that have been doing it longer or whatever, but you go to Big Bay Posse, you're talking about those two and, and just, you know, being able to just hit up Matt Newman and, and talk with him and pick his brain. Uh, that's as much of it, you know, a uh, benefit of anything, you know, uh, that that's cool with me. I'm also, you know, I'm a, I'm a teammate with, with one of my best friends. He helped me get on the team, which is funny because I've been using the rods longer than him, which is whatever. <laughs> um, but you know, it bridged that gap to get me to work with them. And, <clears throat> I rods are, are stout rods you know they're not noodles they don't yeah you know you think a swim bait rod with most rods you know some guys go a little soft there's a one currently on the market right now that just got released that i know a lot of guys that should be repping it aren't because i mean they're just too soft you know you got you got to have backbone and you just you know people are playing the fish too much and i don't care what the bait is i want to get them in and the yeah. backbone of an eye rod the sensitivity the lightness and and the price point you know, I sound like a salesman, but I'll tell you, I've owned everything. You go to Tackle Warehouse, you go to the Hookup Tackle, and you look at their pages. I've owned most, you know, unless it's came out in the last three years, and even some of them I've tinkered with. You know, I've got people that own them or whatever, and uh, you know, I've I've settled there, and I'm I'm, I'm happy with the eye rods. Uh, so there's my shameless plug there. Uh, <laughs> as for reels, I I I don't have a real deal by any any stretch. I I'm pretty. I'm a fan of Daiwa quite a bit. Uh, I like the T-wing system, especially when I'm, you know, throwing braids, skipping, and all that stuff. I don't, I don't think there's a better system personally for me. Right? It, it, everyone has a preference, and, and that's yep. great. And that's same with rods, reel, whatever. So I'm not telling you you're wrong, but uh, I can tell you for me, the skippability with that T-wing system, and maybe it's a confidence thing. It, it's there. Uh, so I like the Daiwas. I, I've got my hands on some 13. I have some Shimano. I own a little bit of everything because I'm not, you know, I'm not married to a company. Right. Uh, but for the most part, you'll see me with an iRod Daiwa setup. Uh, I've got a couple of the old 13A concept A's that I'm going to play with early on. And they feel good on the iRod. And that's a big thing with me is, you know, I, I have smaller hands. So that slim profile of the iRod and a small reel is what really, you know, stands out for me. Yeah. Um. I... I'm kind of whatever, whatever I can get my hands on. Uh, I have a Daiwa CT, and that thing is on my 6104 uh, Endurance by Powell, yeah. Powell Endurance Jerkbait Rod. And those two t- combined. So uh, the purple Endurance, which Endurance? The blue one. Ah, uh, the blue one, the new one. Yeah. Um, and those things that those that's the lightest setup that I've had. I have uh, I have some buddies who have uh like uh, scorpions or metaniums on top of uh shit what's that shimano rod uh zodius yeah. yeah i i've had guys with the metanium on top of a zodius and i'm like here hold this he's like what is it i was like it's an endurance with a dio ct on it and they're like uh, okay and they they pick it up and they're like holy shit like this thing weighs like half of what the zodius weighs i was like yeah i know it's, it's stupid like that's and, a light uh, combo yeah, I, I bought it because my buddy was selling it really needed some money, and I was like, yeah, I'll buy it. I think I bought it for like 70 bucks. And uh, first day taking it out, I was like, holy shit, like this thing, can, this thing can whip a bait. And then I picked up that Endurance, and I put them together, and I was like, yeah, this, thing is, this thing's fucking money. That's, that's my pretty much my jerkbait and uh, fluke donkey rig rod. And when I'm not fishing a swim bait, that's pretty much what I'm using because I love that setup so much. Makes sense up north. Yeah. Uh little drop shot action and a little bit of those two and you're yeah. probably pretty happy with, yeah. with swim bait <laughs> you can catch yeah. some tank fish anywhere uh 
Yeah, those, those that pal's a good. I mean, they're a light rod. I've not I've not held a blue one. You know, back back early college, I I, I used a little bit of the purple ones, and and I yeah, you know, I think they're a good rod. You know, that and, say, uh, but that being said, get you to Kansas and we'll put an eye rod in your hand. Yeah, With that CT on um, it, it's it's pretty light too. <laughs> yeah, that it's just it's honestly just comes down to whatever whatever oh, availability on the money yeah. i have yeah like i have a really good friend i've known him f- since 2017 and uh he he's bounced around he went from the powells to denali for the longest time he was he was on denali for a while and now he's fishing all dobbin stuff and the dobbin stuff is really nice don't get me wrong but i'm like i i mean it's a rod i can i can buy a rod i like for 100 100 bucks cheaper and i'm happy but i those those Dobbin rods are fucking nice for what you pay for them. No comment. <laughs> uh, I mean, he just. I I don't have too many rods. I mean, I have three swimbait rods now, so kind of uh, I cheap out on all my other stuff because I yeah. mostly only fish swimbaits. So whenever we fish together, I always use all his stuff, and uh, I'm always I'm always timid to cast it because like he'll have he'll have a metanium or. Uh, scorpion or uh, like a green Corrado 300e, and I'm just like, fuck, I don't want to fuck this reel up because I know he likes it so much. <laughs> uh, the, actually, actually, the first time we ever fished together in his boat, uh, he used to live uh, two hours south of me. He came up to fish one day up on my home lake, and uh, we're fishing. We probably fished for probably like six or seven hours, and we're getting ready to go. And he's hand, we're out on the lake still, and he's handing me all these rods to put in the rod socks. Tell me what rod socks go together, and I have them all in the rod, the rod locker, except for like two. And I had the rod locker door propped up and I went to go turn around to grab another rod. And I hear the rod locker slam and I'm like, oh shit. I turned around and I'm like, fuck. I mean, none of his rods broke. And he's like, he's like, I literally turned around and I was like, this is the last time I'm ever taking this kid fishing. But he had those rods for about another year or two and none of them ever broke. So I'm like, I must not have hit him too hard. (laughs) Yeah, that's a that's a good way to get yourself kicked out of a boat. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it was like my senior year of high school, so I had like five hundred dollars in my bank account, and these were all like at the time they were nice combos. rods to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like uh, they were the Denali Lithium with like uh, just regular Corrado K's, and I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I gonna pay for these rods if they break? <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. I mean. Again, I'm partial to some of my gear, but it comes yeah. down to what works for you. And I hear you say, you know, you got a hand, a couple swim bait setups, and that's something I see in the game a lot too. Is guys owning like a handful of setups, and and really, you don't need but a couple. I mean, there is a couple yep. weight ranges. Excuse me, that you need to hit. And other than that, man, people will have decks full of swim bait rods, and right. I've been guilty of it, right? I you know, we live and we learn at a young age, you know, you try to, I got to have them all for each, you know, I'm to the point where I, three rods can, for the most part, cover it, maybe a fourth, depending if I'm throwing like a braid rod, because I like to throw braid on like a wake and crank type bait or my rats or something (laughs) like that. Something very technique specific. I may bring up an extra rod, but I see people just overcomplicating the game. Uh, It's it's just not necessary. I'm not saying I don't, you know, we all do it. We're all tackle geeks and whatever, but I think that's a lesson I really learned uh, recently is, especially swim baiting, you just put what you have confidence in and fish where you know there's fish. Um, yep. You don't need you 10 rods because then you're going to throw 10 baits. <laughs> you know, if, yep. you, 
you got 10 swim bait rods in there. You're going to throw every dang one of them, especially if you got a high dollar bait up there, you know, you're going to play with yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. And honestly, I only ever, up until this point, I only ever had one swim bait rod. I started off, my first rod was the uh, Savage Gear Browser, like one to four ounces. I fished the piss out of that thing. And this was like when they first came out, like all the intro guys, intro to the swim bait world had them. And everybody's was just shattering, cracking, breaking, losing eyelets, all sorts of shit. And uh, I fished the piss out of mine, and I caught an absolute shit ton of fish on it. Um, and I, I still have that rod. That's that's gonna be my kind of S waiver smaller glide bait rod. Um, so that one's like one to four ounces. I have a, a blacklist F five that's one to eight ounces. So that's gonna be kind of my crank crank down bigger glide probably my 250 rod i'm not sure yet and then uh i just ordered shit what is it an 8 to 12 ounce omen i think yeah the 13 uh, yeah yeah and i wasn't yeah. yeah i wasn't gonna buy it i was gonna go with an eye rod but then i was like <laughs> I've, I've had a third i've had a 13 to 5 before and that thing um it was it was rated pretty true i think that was the same weight 8 to 12 and I fished my Hinkle Trout, and I fished my mother on it. No, no fuss. So I was like, you know what? If, if uh, Chris Zaldane's using the Omen, uh, I I can use the Omen. <laughs> so yeah. I picked that up, and that's gonna be for. Uh, I'm in the I'm in the works of buying another mother right now. The guy hasn't uh, shot me another message on Underground, but that's probably gonna oh, be is that my the mom you sent us today. The one yeah, you know, yeah, for a good deal. Yep. We won't, you know, we don't want anyone snake, even though this won't, you know, <laughs> yeah. you'll have an answer by the time this is up. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, I got that rod kind of hoping that I'm going to get some, get a mother and or a hinkle trout if I want to sell a liver your soul? or a kidney to get a, yeah. Yeah, sell your soul, you can maybe get half a hinkle, you know, probably a broken I, I one. Sold, yeah, I sold my hinkle trout for 125 bucks to a good buddy, and then I sold my mother to 150 to another good friend, and I was just like, the mother was clapped, like, it would swell pretty bad if you fished it the whole day, because... <sighs> Wood baits are cool and all bait. until yeah, as I was say, wood baits are cool until you fish them hard and there's no finish on them and they just swell up and it's just like fishing a fucking turd. <laughs> After that, it's it. kind of yeah, you're dragging yeah, it at that point. Yeah, and you obviously you can't really sell it. I mean, you could you could throw some finish on it and pawn it off to somebody. That's pretty shitty to do. So kind of just hang it up on the wall and that's pretty much where that mother was. Um, I sent it to a buddy out in Minnesota who musky fishes a lot with uh, Jeffrey from Arizona. So yeah. I was like, you know what? I was like, they'll, they'll fish it more than I will. Um, I was in the process of kind of getting into another hobby. So I'm like, if, if somebody else is going to fish this and it's just not going to sit in my tackle box, I was like, piss on it. I don't need it. <laughs> I, the high, you know, you know, we, like we've kind of referenced some of the problems or disgruntled feelings we have towards the swim bay community and the Hinkle thing's going to change. It's going to come back down because frankly there's just not that many guys that have that have the cojones to throw that thing no you know no. they're buying them and getting them right out and don't get me wrong there is a true group out there that'll throw them and know what they're doing i'm not saying i'm you know top line but man it's gonna come back you know it's everything must fall in <laughs> the, the hinkle yeah. trout i think will that being said you know availability on them right now is is terrible yeah. so i had I had guys drag me for buying them for living in Michigan. They're like, you're never going to catch shit on that. And I was like, well, I think you're just fucking jealous that I waited a year and I ended up getting mine. I was like, and I, I caught uh, two or three fish on it. One being 
uh, a 21 and a half inch fish that I didn't even know would lived in this lake. This lake is full of dinks and we were fishing a kind of a buddy, buddy tournament and third cast there. We showed up three hours late cause I had boat problems and we finally get out there. They're fishing all these jerk, jerk baits on a, uh, on like kind of a tapering point and I fucking lob out the Hinkle Trout first cast, get about probably about 10 cranks in fucking wham. And I was like, holy shit. Like this is the, this is my first fish on this bait. I'm fishing two odd quads and that's the biggest quad hook I had. And these baits are just tiny. So I'm just dragging this fish in and I, I go to boat flip it and we're fishing like this little tin boat because my boat fucking took a shit. We were using my cousins and I went to go flip this fish and I bounced it off the side of the boat the first time. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I, did, I reeled in all the line and I just flipped it back in the boat. And I was like, holy shit. But oh. yeah. They have but drawing like, power uh, and they will catch anywhere. But it's just yeah. having the balls to do it. And there's just, there's plenty of these guys out there that have got them on their wall and in their box to say they got them. Yep. And the market will correct itself. Who knows when? I mean, it could be five or ten years. I don't know. Yeah. But I think that may happen with this whole craze. I hope I hope something new comes along. Yeah, it kind of stabilizes it so everyone you see doesn't have hashtag swim baiter in their profiles on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> big, big bait, whatever. <laughs> yeah, big bait um, or die. You know, that's I it. mean, <laughs> there was a point in time like three years ago. It was, I'm not going to say it was like an exclusive group, but like everybody pretty much knew everybody or people knew each other and uh the baits weren't necessarily readily available because the pricing like i remember you couldn't touch uh, a roman made mother for less than 450 bucks and now they're on underground for like 250 and uh which is it, it's just crazy i bought one yeah. this year for 250 also actually what uh mother a mom yeah oh shit do you still have it uh no but oh. I, I know where it's at <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it was like... sold to a close friend <laughs> Yeah, for that's that like, reason, uh, so I could get it back if need right, be. Right, right. <laughs> oh, who wasn't it? You that had that, or maybe it was somebody else. That uh, that big ass Japanese bait, like that sixteen inch yeah, one. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what was that? The I'm, Dragon Slayer? Is that what that the, was? Yeah, Dragon Hustler. Dragon Hustler. Yeah. How uh, much did that thing weigh? Do you still have it? Oh God, I don't. I don't even know who we traded it. Uh, me and Dustin Wheeler. Shout out Dustin Wheeler. Uh. We traded that thing back and forth, which, shoot, we do that in the entire offseason anyways uh, with everything. But that Dragon Hustler went back and forth between the two of us probably 50 times. We would we would almost throw it in as a joke, but it was an 11-ounce bait. <laughs> uh, it was it was a big bait. Um, I, I have not seen that. Like, you're the only person I've seen to ever have one. What is it? They swim uh, incredible. Dinner. 350 so that's probably like what 14 inches 250 yeah, is uh, just under 10 14 and a half maybe yeah it's about 14 it's just shy of 14 um and like it's swam I mean, incredible but swim bait underground posted it in 2016 and i have never seen one other than the one you had uh that came straight from japan uh yeah i figured remember there used to be a guy around that would actually get orders you know they he would pick stuff up for guys and i i believe he picked that up for dustin that or dustin got it from him after he had picked it up right Um, right, just had a stock of them yeah it's it was a cool bait uh i've never caught on it i think dustin caught one or two on it it was holy shit really yeah it it wasn't very often i mean it it was a crazy (laughs) bait and yeah we have we have another bait right now that we're about to be throwing that uh i don't know 
you you follow Two Face very often, uh, Steve. Yeah, yeah. That uh, that new wake bait he came out with. The Bash Jesus. Uh. The Bash Jesus that he's coming out with is is maybe. a big one, and it is, it's eleven, eleven and nine ounces I think or eight and a half. Oh really? Yeah, it's I I think, I think that guy right there is one of the most underrated swim bait makers in the game as far as baits that get bit and he just doesn't get the hype because they're just you know they're simple i want you know and right. <laughs> there's a little crew of us in in the midwest that we throw them quite a bit and they get chewed somebody uh somebody at the gathering too i i don't remember who it was I, this guy i don't remember his name he looks dead ass just like mike gilbert and he skateboards and shit too and i cannot think of his name but uh he ended up winning a skateboard deck and a two-face is, is the two-face chub is that what it is yeah the chub yeah, yeah yeah so he he won those and i was standing next to him he's like do you want this baby he's like it's it's kind of too small for what i fish i'm like hell yeah i do and i had it in my hand and i ended up winning a rap or i ended up my one of my tickets got called so i set all my shit down on the table and that was the last time i ever saw it i don't know if somebody took it or if i went back to the wrong table i i've i'd never seen the bait again after that day and i was like i was so fucking excited to fish it yeah yeah it was yeah, i was that... like son of a bitch i man steve's a cool dude he's he's cool to talk to i think you'd enjoy him so if you ever want to order anything just hit him up like you know slide them dms yeah i was like i'm looking at his uh instagram right now you'll see some stuff from from me wheeler and and and, and old patty patty cakes <laughs> uh, uh there's a uh, there's just a group I think there's honestly a lot of builders that are on the fringe of being big name like some of these other guys. And I don't know if it's relative because all these other people are blowing up these other other builders or exactly I think that's it. what it is, honestly. It's hype. Yeah. They're just they're taking all this they're taking all the spotlight from somebody that well, uh, you you take some know. of those hype baits, they're they're actual good baits. I think one of the biggest hype baits out there to me is the most overrated bait maker there is. Um, I will not name call anyone that knows me personally knows which one I'm talking say, about. I'm sure everybody knows who you're talking about. <laughs> um, man, whatever. Let 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 it ride. I guess right. you know. Good good for whoever's making the money. It's it's a capitalist market. You know, if they're making yeah. money, keep making that money. But that at the same time, don't complain when someone's flipping your baits when you've set the market the way it is. Um, it's uh kind of Kevin. Kevin's kind of the same way. He blacklisted a bunch of people from that crappie drop. I have I've seen and, that. Um, I, <laughs> you know, it it is your business, so handle it how you want. Yep. Cause that, that's that's yep. also capitalist free market. You do your thing, but at the oh, same yeah. time, look at the the shoe market. Flipping's a thing. Do yeah. I do I love it? Do I agree with it? No, but I I, I would almost rather see someone see it, be active with flipping than uh, not fishing your bait at all. Yeah, I was about to say if somebody. If if I have po- or money in my pocket that you bought the bait from me, fuck it, I don't care what you do after that. It's your bait, yeah, but you, you I, I would take that. I would take that as uh, as a sign of uh, that you're doing something right at least. <laughs> yeah, I, and again, I get I get where they are frustrated. I do understand, but at the end of the day, you know, we we, we live in a capitalist state, and yep. Money's money, and people are people are doing it behind your backs, whether you see it or not. Yeah. So you're, you know, you not everyone's on, you getting blacklisted. eBay or underground, and it's they're all over on there. Yeah, and it's you know, Adrian Dean sixty nine on eBay, and yeah, you know, yeah, you don't know exactly. who it is. I mean, right? 
There's, I mean, there's... I I have buddies that have uh, multiple crappie baits, uh, KGB crappie baits, and they <laughs> some of them are very limited. Like there's only ten of them in existence, <laughs> and uh, they're like, I I don't know what to do. Like I don't want to sell this, and get shit on for selling it because somebody knows what number I have, but he's like, but I also am like never going to fish this thing. So what the fuck do I do? I, it's like, I, I would just buy the bullet and sell it. <laughs> I've spent the last year trying to get down to just, you know, makers that I like, uh, yep. makers that work with me when I need a bait can help me get that bait. Yeah. Um, a certain somebody else, uh, I wanted to use his baits, but he, you know, stabbed me in the back and, uh, <laughs> made me not want to use his baits now. <laughs> you go ahead and figure that one out. Um, yeah, that's like uh, it, one of the best. I mean, they're thing. some of the best builders, man. They just they got to figure out business along yeah. with with Hinko, uh, some guy in Maryland that builds baits. <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, fish almost everything. Something. <laughs> yeah. I, don't know. I mean, I won't lie. I love Victor. He's a really good friend, and uh. I, I love his baits. His baits, if I could only have his baits, I would trade for only his baits, but Same. it's always a toss-up, and if I could it's get, unfortunate. If... <laughs> it's, I'd say it's unfortunate when you're not on the receiving end within a good turnaround time. And he... I understand that life happens, but I don't know. If you want to make it big, you gotta you got to keep up with it, obviously. Well, and I'll, I've said this, and I've said this in the group before, I think he's a top three builder. I really do. Yeah. His yep. brain is on another level. His talent is undeniable. I mean, the guy's baits, uh, that paperweight is just a, another animal. I And I've seen people bash on it and talk crap. I don't think they knew what they were doing. Or they did have a dud. Could there be a dud? Everyone could yeah, produce yeah. a dud. But he keeps his hands on his bait so much, it would it would be shocking. But it could happen. You know, I'm not calling anyone a liar. But that, I have a... I have a ten and a half inch paperweight uh, that's a dud, and he uh, he sold a bunch of these, and it wasn't until about a month later people were like, "These aren't swimming right." And obviously, living somewhere in uh, November, not necessarily have a lot of places to test swim baits, and uh, he uh, he he went to work and he figured out uh, something that you can do to the bait. You have to sand down the stomach, probably about a quarter of an inch. And uh, it it swims like he intended it to after you do that sanding, but obviously it'd be nice if he sold a bait that swam correctly the first time. But I mean, it, I don't know. It, it's gonna yeah. happen one way or another. Well, you know, you put yourself in the spotlight doing anything. Um, yeah. My favorite, I mean, my favorite baits come from Texas, from Ryan Golden, and he took some heat this year. And you know, it, it's personal experience. I've never had a problem with Ryan. I've I've had a couple. Yep. But he, he had a lot of life stuff happen, which everyone does. And it's the same, same conversation as life happens. Um, Unless but anyone that gets himself in that, I mean, phony's going under it right now. Oh, Hinkle. Yeah. You, you can't, there's like two guys in the industry that you, you, you can't find negative on. I mean, really, it, everyone. You and, look uh, at rod builders, bait builders, whatever, when it comes to the scene. It's just a fact. You put yourself on the spotlight and then you have a hiccup. Your hiccup's noticed more. You know, does that mean they're in the right, the wrong, whatever? You know, it's just like being famous, right? But they're they're famous yeah. in this little click group, this little yep. cliche market. And, you know, and, and the people that aren't actually fishing them are the ones complaining most of the time. Uh, because if they were fishing, they would be fishing and not complaining on their keyboards. Uh, 
but no one no one's abstained from it except for for buka <laughs> you know yeah, let's, that's the bullshit mike buka if he has a hiccup he's got plenty of warriors that go to bat for him and he does it himself yeah. customer service there is unreal and steve lowen of two's face base are the only two guys that i can honestly say i've i've never had a hiccup from without communication you know and, uh, if something goes wrong they let you know in, in true people, communication people know that well <laughs> People who have been around, they know that you're going to order a bull shed, and it's it's probably going to look like complete shit. It's a shed. It's going to do the results that you need it to. But like seeing probably two or three posts a week, like bought this bought this bull shed off Tackle Warehouse. Smells and, funny. The color's wrong. Yeah, like, yeah, bro, my like, tail's cut wrong. Go swim the damn yeah, thing. You haven't even taken yeah. it out of the package. I mean, they're they're crude baits, but they get bit and uh, it. <laughs> It's proven. Show me a pretty <laughs> shad. Yeah, there's a reason he signed. <laughs> there's a reason he signed a uh, good good deal with tackle or uh, was it Carl's Bait Shop? Yeah, he's such Ministry a cool Club dude Shop. too, Catchco. Yeah, yeah, uh, he, he's Luke, a cool Luke dude. A he's good customer service. Even when he gets those those silly things on, he, he handles it with uh, humility and he's humble about it. And he works with people, and that's how you run a business. Yeah. Um, that's like I said, I've, I've kind of me and and my close group, we've all just we're not all using the same builders, but we're using guys that, you know, we can get baits. We they cover all of our, our niches. And yeah. I like C. Oh, C's. I forgot. You know, I, for, I forgot. Toxic. Also, oh, yeah, very, great customer service on top of everything. Yeah, yeah. I've never bought. I've never owned a toxic, but I really want a. I don't know which one the slob stoppers are, but I want one of those like wake, wake and crank ones. Those things, I feel like they'd get munched on. But I just, I've yeah, never, I've never gone out of my way to buy one. Just, just let me know. I'll get on a drop for you. Yeah, <laughs> are the drops hard to get in on those? Uh, I haven't been on one in a while. Uh, I was in one. The last bait I bought on a drop from him was a couple months ago, and for me, no. Uh, yeah. But I, you know, I, I get on it like a drop. It depends what he's dropping. Yeah. Uh, just like anything, right? His, and his hype, he killed his own hype. And by that, in a good way, it's because he, he put baits out there. Yeah, he just, you know, kind of like out. Kevin's he, doing, right? He's producing more baits. Yeah. He saw the opportunity a, to produce more baits and, and make money. Yeah, Caesar has a storefront now. And he, I think it was probably a couple days ago, of, uh, 2019 or 2020, he had a picture in his memories and it was like uh it was his re- resignation letter and he's like this is when i took the big step to do this full time and that was three or four years ago and the guy has not looked back since then uh everybody knows toxic bait sucks and he yeah. uh he he's done good for himself by doing that and like you said he's he's pumped enough into the market that people can buy him for regular price if they want to or they can uh or they can buy him straight from him for a couple dollars more and I think he's done the thing that a lot of guys need to do that necessarily that could, but necessarily don't because they want to ride it out as long as they can. Yeah. I, yeah, the swim bait game. It's just what it is, <laughs> man. It's a game. Uh, yeah. It, they come and go. Uh, it, it, it comes down to who it's can exhausting. find, it, <laughs> it comes down to who can find the new best bait from some small builder. And then who can, uh, own the most uh hype baits from xyz builder and that that's all it comes down to i you just you hope that you somebody ends up with a bait and they just they fucking catch 
a shit ton of big fish on it or a few guys just start catching a lot of good fish on it and you just hope that it takes off from there kind of there's really every builder needs to find them a brennan banks to get on a bite yeah yeah, you know i mean and again that's not me saying he did that because of that bait it definitely helped him where he was but he can do that on a lot of baits and and he believes in that product that's again that's not me just saying that uh, he stumbled into a KGB. He, he, yeah. you know, he, he's throwing what he believes in, but everyone thinks that they're going to go chase Brennan bite, Brennan's bite, or like Adrian's catch him on a taxi. Okay. I need to find a taxi for $300 or, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's <laughs> kids just think because they see it on social media, it's easy. And that's just not the case. It's... And that's like where it comes down to being an exclusive club. Like, honestly, if if you are fishing somewhere and you're doing it publicly, you're catching fish on these baits, the more exclusive it is, I, I mean, that's going to help you out more. Um, anybody who knows me or sees me on Universe, I really only ever post when I'm in search of a taxi because I cast my other 15 <laughs> off. And uh, Victor hasn't dropped them in probably about a year and a half. Um, oh, wow. Allegedly, allegedly it's going to change, and he already has a few set aside for me. But uh, it it's a bait that it's hard to find and guys know it's hard to find. So they, they mark it up 30, 40 bucks. Like I saw one the other day for 180 and I messaged him. I was like, would you do, would you do 150? And he's like, no, I was like, okay. And then he posted it again yesterday for 130. I was like, yeah, that's what I thought, dude. <laughs> it's, uh, I've it's one just taxi. an odd, it was a good bait. It's an odd aim. It's a great, but yeah, yeah. And it's exhausting. And that's why I've kind of distanced myself and focused more on my kayak tournaments. You know, yep. I, I, I throw my swim bait still. I run with my posse. I still have a lot of friends in the swim bait world. I mean, that's how we know each other between that yeah. and Ethan being our, our median kind of there. Um, I, I, I talk swim baits, you know, but I, I'm not on the pages either. You know, I, I'm on there, but they're muted and I'll come and go. It's just, it's too much drama for fishing when you, there's no money on the line there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's I don't just for shits and giggles. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy that, uh, universe has grown so much in the last, uh, year and a half, two years, like, uh, 2019, 2020, you could go on there and you would know 75, 80% of the people in the comment section. And I go in there now and I don't fucking know anybody. I press on the comments and it's like, joined in december 2021 or joined yeah but they're giving advice already too don't forget yeah i'm like what (laughs) the fuck i was like so they buy one what is it the guggen contender or whatever it is yeah i believe so their parents get one of them for christmas and they just they think they're the hottest shit around and they they enter this uh yeah and if they go catch a fish on it cool yeah go do it they enter they enter this vast group of knowledge and they just they start dick slinging like they they know everything and there's baits that they don't even know about that are kind of uh normal conversation I, for guys like us. It's it's crazy. It's so I, weird. How I got it's a good story. That. Um uh again, I I don't know the kid's name, but I do know that one of my buddies was trying to trade or sell a rod recently. And the kid said he's been throwing swim baits for five years, but had never <laughs> heard of lowdown customs. Huh. <clears throat> That's interesting. <laughs> I don't know how seriously you're throwing them or where you're throwing them, but yeah, you ain't doing your research I mean, too hard because any Googling uh, you do on swim bait, you're yeah. going to see someone throwing a lowdown. Yeah, I was about to say, obviously, if uh, it wouldn't be so crazy to see if you're fishing or if you're not online and stuff, but 
more than more than likely you're online because oh it was online the the deal was was, yeah yeah i was just (laughs) saying like these these swim baits like fish everything you're not buying them anywhere unless you're on instagram or on facebook or hinkle trouts or i believe it was on underground too which is west coast which makes it even even more wild under underground is full ldc like that's that's what everybody fishes ldc and moem well is 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 moem even a thing anymore I don't, I don't know if this is uh, a form that just ran about random swim bait stuff, but we're kind of using it as such. I, I, I don't know, honestly. Give last I checked, second. I didn't even see the website anymore. Oh, really? I know uh, Victor has a custom Moem stick, and uh, that thing is a meat rod, and I, I've wanted it so bad. Moem. He had some talented builds. They were cool. I'd never owned one, but just the look, you know, just aesthetics-wise, I thought they were pretty cool. Uh yeah, last time they posted was March fifteenth, twenty twenty one. So yeah, and you click on the website, it's 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 gone. Oh damn! I don't I don't really know who built those rods, but I know uh, Jeffrey from Arizona. He fished. He had a few Moam rods, and then he one year just switched all to LDC. Which uh, I've never had an LDC rod, and I don't think I've ever held one either. But I I know they're nice rods because there's a lot of guys who fish them. I've owned I've owned a handful of LDCs. If if you know you held my gun to my head and said I couldn't have an eye rod again for swim bait fishing, it, I'd probably be fishing lowdowns. Right. <clears throat> Honestly, uh, I've never hold, held a Leviathan, and I've never held uh, an LDC or is there another one? F five. I have an F five, and I mean Shout it's it's Brad. a nice rod. Don't get me wrong, it's a nice rod, but it's not necessarily anything you need. Like Chris Zaldane's out there fishing with what is that? The Mega Bass, whatever from last year, and now he's fishing with the uh, Oem. Like, yeah, Mega Bass made some good swim bait rods. That the old the yeah. old Destroyer series, the old USA series. They had a couple in that lineup that was that was pretty crisp rods. The one the one he was fishing last year, I want to say, was rated from like twelve to twenty four ounces. Like. In the description, it says this is for a 22-pound fish. Like, that's what classifies oh, the fish TS destroyers. The TS. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I just think... It... Hit me with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, custom rods are cool, but it's not necessarily a need. But uh, it definitely makes it a lot nicer because you can get it built how you want. I've never gotten a full custom. This is just a production custom blacklist, and I'm a big fan of it. And I've held, I've held a lot of the MVTs. I'm a big fan of those. Uh, I had a, <laughs> I had a Piz F5 travel rod that I bought for 350 bucks at the gathering, and I, was, I honestly only bought it to flip it. And three months later, I flipped it for 750. <laughs> yeah, and I I only bought it because Brad told me he's like he's like, you're flying home, right? I was like, yeah. He's like, okay, just buy this travel rod. He's like, hold on to it, sell it in a couple months, and you can have you can have a full custom stick. I was like, okay, sweet. Brad allegedly oh. said that. This is going on the internet. Remember, yeah, Brad yeah. allegedly was the one. Who well, no, that's, I was holding it. It was in the travel <laughs> tube, and it said Piz, Piz swim baits on it. And I was like, how much do you think I could flip this for? He's like, a lot. I was like, okay, cool. I was like, if you're not going to let me buy a normal custom production stick, I was like, let me buy this so I can fly home with it, and then I'll buy a rod from you in a couple months when I flip it. And he's like, okay, that's what you want to do. Do it. <laughs> And then, uh, and then he ended up sending me a rod for free because, like, three days later, my rod blew up. And uh, I, I messaged him, and I was like, 
hey you asshole i was like i'm i wish you would have let me bought a rod because now i'm i'm like i have no rod for the fall bite and the next day he ended up selling me, or he ended up shipping me this rod and i was like holy shit so i'm That's a big a fan of f5 yeah as i'd say i'm a big fan of f5 for that reason but oklahoma guy leviathan i want to try leviathan but i'm not gonna break my back and empty my bank account to get one of those but if it ever comes up like on underground or universe and it's a decent deal uh I'll buy it. I mean, they, I have, they got a good crew have, around him. I mean, he's been yeah, a good do. team. I mean, I yeah. think he's overdone it a couple like anyone, you know, he, he, there's some people that, you know, kind of support him that don't fish, but his, his core group there, it's impressive. I mean, he's got yeah. some good guys actually throwing his stuff. So, I mean, that that's good marketing. I think, uh, F5 and Leviathan are neck and neck with who, uh, who they have show their brand off and, I, I honestly, I think both rods are great. Like I said, I've never held a Leviathan, but I've literally heard nothing bad, and everybody that owns one owns five of them because they like them so much. So I've kind of gathered my own opinion from that. Yeah, uh, again, I rod guy, but, you know, I give the nod to Brad just because I know him as a dude, and he's a cool guy. Um, and that's not saying, that's no knock on Leviathan. It's just, um, you know, I know Brad from Oklahoma. Right. So. Heck yeah, it's, man. Uh, uh, yeah, we went on a swim bait rant there. Who, yeah, who saw that I, coming? Wow. It, I didn't intend on that to happen, but it's just how it works. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, when when do your tournaments start up this year? Uh, my season kicks off a month. Let's see, the nineteenth, I believe, is my first local derb. Uh, and that that one's that one's close to home. You know, no travel there. And then come. April, it's it's full fledged. You know, I got that one in March, and then April, three of the four weekends I'll be fishing. Two of which are out of town. One of which is on Grand Lake that I'm very excited for. Uh, except for their GRDA laws on kayaks. Uh, quick summary: there is they have a bunch of laws that pretty much say you have to stay so close to a bank and oh, what the unless hell? you're in a no wake zone and all that. If you're in a kayak, and th- there's some laws there, but I'm excited for that. Just you know, get to go stay at my old cabin where I lived for a couple of years. Um, I feel like that's kind of a home home turf for me a little bit, right. even though I'm from Kansas. Uh, <laughs> that one I'm really looking forward to. I, you know, I spent those two years down there, um, and then you know we get to some bigger tournaments going from there. Um, I got a couple planned out of the big boat, but yeah, season season really starts to tiptoe off next month i actually have a trip planned to fork with my uncles the week two weeks before season starts and then it's pretty much go um so you need that kayak shipped out like yesterday <laughs> on the plus side for fork i'm not you guys are yak driving fishing. down there right yeah i'm not yak yeah. fishing uh fork fortunately however um more than likely my, my good buddy dustin wheeler my swim bait dad I uh, will probably be doing most of my rigging for me because I'm, you know, you go to NASCAR terms. He's more the pit crew. I'm the driver. All right. Let's, <laughs> right. I don't want to mess something up during this process. And he's, he's very talented with it and takes his time and, and he can envision it a little better than I can. I just, I just tell him what it wants. I I need this to be here, here, and here. I don't really care right. after that. Um, So I'd love to be able to hand that off to him before I leave for Texas. If not, you know, I, uh, oof. It's getting sketchy. <laughs> Diablo, please yeah. give me my boat. I yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I need the boat. Um, that being said, 
I have plenty of good friends that uh, some of which aren't fishing the tournaments. That I heck, I have a Hobie Pro Angler 12 in my garage right now that my buddy's loaned out to me, um, for the time being. But if he needs it, obviously he gets priority. But yeah. I do have boats that I can get my hands on. But I hate doing that. I did it for half a season at one point just because of peak COVID and manufacturing problems. I decided to switch boats and uh, then wasn't able to find what I was looking for. Uh, Yeah. I, I have such a great support cast of friends though that, you know, either are fishing separate trails than me, either I fish some stuff down in Oklahoma too. Um, uh, Tuesday nighters, actually they're, they're the jackpots out of Oklahoma that I'll drive down to after work. That's about a two hour drive. Most of the time, maybe hour, hour and a half. And I fish those during the season also sometimes uh schedule depending with me and the wife and the dogs and you know coordinating life with those yeah you know it's kind of hard with work but i love fishing them and the guys that fish some of those that don't fish the same cans of stuff they let me borrow a boat and vice versa and man i have a lot of guys that support me and 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 help take care of me which you know i kind of feel like a burden sometimes because i'd rather just have my boat but i know i'm always taken care of and i appreciate all those guys and i may need them early this season again too right Uh, yeah my timing's not always good when I make these decisions, but hey, it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good boat, and when it gets here, it gets here. Yeah, it's always nice uh, being surrounded by people that want to see you succeed and will help you out when they can. Uh, that's like when keep I keep your circle fishing. small, but keep it tight, man. Like yeah, you got you like... got the right guys there. It doesn't matter how many friends you got. I got a lot of buddies, but you know guys that I truly keep close to me, I would do anything for, and they would do anything for me. You know, if they were in the same situation, they'd come hook up to my kayak tomorrow. So, you know, if I don't need it, it's theirs. Right. And that's like, uh, like I was telling you about my buddy who I smashed all his rods in the rod locker. Like when we go fishing, uh, it's mostly me using all his conventional rods, uh, kind of making mischief for what I, what I can use that he's not using. And, uh, I mean, I always felt like oh he we're not, he like he would always say he's like I'm not fishing fucking swim baits like that's so stupid, and then we got on a crazy bite two Fourth of Julys ago and uh, I was just whacking him on a taxi I probably caught twenty twenty five fish in one day and uh, he he had a rod and he didn't have any baits so he ended up using uh, he ended up snagging one of my HUD sixty eights and he ended up catching a bunch of fish on it and I was like well that's payback for me always using your shit. I was like, I'm glad we finally got to even out the playing fields a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. It it's, you just got to surround yourself with the right people, man. That's in everything, you know, uh, positive people keep other people positive. You know, you uplift each other and in the swim bait game, it's such a mental sport. Just having, having that buddy, when you want to just cuss at your steering wheel, you can call and either just, just cuss with him or, you know, him just tell you it's going to be okay. Like, when you're it, it's exhausting going on the road and doing that many tournaments. I I wore myself out last year. I mean, late last season, I if I wasn't in AOI contention, I actually took a couple months off late. And and you know you got to have that support group there because fishing's mental. It's mental, but you know when you put the kayak in it, it's physical. You're tired, and right. just having that buddy you can call and just work with. Um, you know they talk through your problems or or just cuss vent. You know just just is what it is you know sometimes you just want to say f that lake and and keep moving down the road and they just having those guys there that'll listen and and support you and help you move through it and being that same person for someone else you know that's just as important um it's important to this this game 
you know. What, what goes around comes back around. Yeah, man. If you're you're a shitty person, you're gonna get treated the same back. Yeah, I mean, it, it goes with anything. Obviously, yeah. if you're in the uh, swim bait world, there's been somebody recently that uh, everybody's just been ganging up on because they say the stupidest shit. And uh, finally, it's kind of starting to mellow out. He's kind of realized uh, if I don't say stupid shit, I'm not gonna have people coming at me for the stupid shit so i know how you're talking who you're talking about and the best part is some of the guys calling him out for it annoy me more than he do- does though yeah i mean <laughs> they're um, worse than he is he just he takes it to an extreme don't get me wrong yep. but i, I he- screenshotted it one day and i sent it to my buddy and i was like hi pe- hi kettle on pot and it's just like oh i bet i can't wait to talk about it we'll do that one off air i'll i'll message you yeah. right now probably <laughs> but just i uh yes uh hypocrisy is is the worst <laughs> in in the in the world uh hold on uh i can't stand it anywhere politics whatever life everything yes we're on the same page fantastic just so everyone knows on the podcast we were talking about the same person yeah. uh <laughs> did i lose you no no you're good oh, you're good okay. um you know, being hypocrite will come back to you, man. I've seen I've seen guys call dudes out for certain things on on the internet, and some dudes will go at your throat and go screenshot you doing the same thing. I saw it today. I saw a guy today talking about uh, taking pics with live world fish just for a flex pic, and then some dude went and screenshotted him doing the same thing and, and just posted <laughs> it right there. You know, if you don't lie, you can't get caught up in a lie. It's pretty simple, people. It's it's good. Yeah. That's life advice. It doesn't even got to be fishing advice. Yeah. You can't catch yourself in a lie if you're not lying. If you truly believe what you're saying, you're not going to catch yourself in a lie. But, uh, <laughs> that made been, my day. We've been going at this for a while now. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, we wrap up whatever thing. you want or we can talk. Yeah. Just, you know. I was going to it's going to get ready to wrap it up. Uh finally the first episode's out of the way kind of crazy i did the intro yesterday and i shoot trevor a text i'm like hey you want to talk he's like yeah how's wednesday work i said oh wednesday wednesday later in the night could work and he's like how about monday aka today and i was like yeah that'll, <laughs> that'll work and then uh probably about five hours later we were texting back and forth and he's like uh so who's the first one on your episode and i was like you are <laughs> I, but, hey you know it's i i appreciate it because i truly think this could take off. I think what you're doing with, with all your other endeavors right now is you're tackling a lot of things, but you're, you're really good at putting your passion and focus forward in those, uh, activities, hobbies, all the above, man. So I think you're going to succeed. I think we need this. I think a lot of the swim bait community is going to hate me today after what I said, but that's (laughs) fine. Uh, if, if you, you, take offense to what I'm saying. I am probably talking about you. If not, then just move on with your life. We're on the same page. Um, Adrian, you will be successful. I will be back on this podcast for episode 69. We've been over this. Perfect, uh, yeah. Uh, I'll be back whenever you need me. Uh, me and you can just talk. That's all we've, I kind of felt like we did. Uh, we're catching yeah, exactly. up through this medium. And I, I think that's all you need to do with your buddies, man. Just let it roll and be natural. Uh, there's some guys oh, yeah. out on the West Coast doing this stuff. And it's very successful. It's very entertaining. I love listening to it. And I can't wait for you to give me another podcast to listen to. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and uh, it's just it's just it's better than a phone call because I can I can share this with everybody. But one final question for you: 
Uh, that first tournament, that first kayak tournament rolls around this year. You, uh, you miraculously get your kayak. You have all your, it's all set up and everything, all your electronics and stuff. Everything's going good. What's the ideal, what's the ideal, uh, what's the ideal start time weather? What what are you looking for? What are you hoping for on that first, first tournament to get it started good this year? Honestly, with us being in March, uh, I, I don't even, it, it's Kansas, right, man? Like it's, it's literally was 70 degrees today and it's going to be 28 of a high in two days. Holy and, shit. and we've had that swing back and forth a lot. So, so ideally, I mean, it's 75 and sunny, right? Like it's March. I'll take it. Uh, low wind is ideal. You know, I, I need some wind, you know, fishermen hate wind cause it's annoying, but I mean, if you really know what you're doing, it's good for you. Um, I want three days of consistent weather, whether that's 45 right. or 75. I just, just I just of, want set them in a pattern. Yeah. I mean, that being said, I can junk fish nasty water pretty well. It's a strength of mine. Just go out and flip and beat up everything. And I like to fish slow. I can break down an area, but you know, three days of consistent makes for a good tournament for everyone. Uh, Slugfest yep. doesn't necessarily favor me in the in the spring because there's some guys that are just absolute hammers at doing it. But you know, that makes for a better tournament for everyone. It makes it more enjoyable. But you know, if it's tough, I'm ready to junk it out in nasty spring water. I mean. <laughs> I I'll throw a Senko. I'll I'll, Anything I'll to fish. cash check, huh? Man, I'm there to win. I don't yeah, I, yeah, I want a cash yeah. check. I want first or second cuz that leaves me with hardware. The cash the checks for the wife. I don't Right. I'm there for the hardware and I'm you for know. The mantle. Yeah, you dang right, bud. But yeah, I just consistent weather's ideal, you know, especially March. Um it gets them staging up, you know. It's late enough March that you could be talking pre-spawn, a pretty good pre-spawn pattern going on down here. That being said, if it's a consistent 30 from here on out, which is within the realm of possibility in Southeast Kansas, just, I got a sigh for that. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that's brutal. And that's that's what uh, those guys, those elite anglers, what was it, last week they fished uh, St. John's the River. Yeah, St. And John's last week, this, Harris changed this, this week, last week. Harrison changed this week. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, those those cold snaps, those uh, those fuck the fish up. I mean, oh, I've read... also Florida strain. We you know we got that yeah, going for us. Yeah. We are fishing northern. <laughs> I uh, I read uh, Wednesday morning before the tournament started. They were like, yeah, it's going to take about ninety ninety eight pounds to win. Last year was ninety five, so they're projecting a little bit more. And uh, going into day four, going into championship Sunday, the guy was like at fifty eight pounds a number in the yeah. first spot. I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah, uh, that's crazy that a cold cold snap can do that to those fish. It, Harris chain didn't pop off like it was supposed to this week either. No, not at all. I mean, I thought I, John Cox was going to drop a hundo, um, and yeah. my fantasy team shows that he didn't. So yeah, um, my fantasy team was kind of shitty too. But uh, I had a decent finish, but not not what I was expecting. I think I cashed out for like nine hundred points, but I was really hoping for some more. But I'll take whatever I can get, I guess. <laughs> I, yeah, maybe I mean, maybe that's something I'll do. Maybe I'll start uh scales and tails uh. Elite Fantasy League. Oh, that's that's that could be interesting. Uh, that could be that could be fun. Start a group next year. Yeah, no, I'll even start it this year because I didn't join my my league until uh, Harrison Shane. So all these guys are X amount of points in front of me. That'd be I, fun though. I was trying to see what I cashed out this week for points, just so I could answer your question. Uh, Harris Chain. Uh, that is definitely not. I had a uh, almost eleven hundred ten seventy. Ten seventy three. My buddy, I was in uh, the 50, 60 percentile, fifty eight six. My buddy didn't have anybody move past uh, the second, the forty seven, the Saturday cut. 
And I was like, oh, shit. that's uh, that is shit. Hey, <laughs> yeah, that, that's it, what uh, we call not good, buddy. Yeah, Please hang yeah, up and try your call again on that one. That's not good at all. Ugh, I don't know how you avoid taking Cox in that bracket anyways. I know there's people that didn't and a lot of people avoid the percentage, but I mean, oh, I he finished, still had a great finish. 876 points. Yeah. So not, not anything crazy, not anything terrible. All, yeah. all my guys except for two made it into day three. So can't be mad about that, especially when I don't know anybody on the Elite Series. I have Chris Saldane <laughs> just because I like him. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I think... I think that's going to wrap up the first episode of Scales and Tales. Uh, I'll make sure to leave Trevor's Instagram handle and everything in the description so everybody can go check him out, um, even though probably everybody listening to this already follows him. But uh, maybe, maybe there might be a few stragglers. I'll probably post it on Facebook, so get get some more. Kind of get uh, get it on a big level, hopefully, within the next couple, couple weeks, couple of months. I think uh, it definitely has the potential to do that since there's nobody – in the Midwest and or East coast that do this. As far as I know, it's just kind of a West coast thing. Why nobody's done it in the Midwest or East coast is beyond me, but I guess I'll be a pioneer. I don't mind. <laughs> You're the guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, but I want to think, pre- Oh, go ahead. No, yeah, I, go ahead. I just want to, before you sign off, I, I appreciate you having me on for the first. Now when we get some viewers, bring me back. I need some love. Yeah, for sure. For <laughs> sure. Uh, I want to thank Trevor for donating damn near two hours over. <laughs> Oh, almost two hours, two hours of his uh, Monday night to come on and talk to little old me. Glad we got to shoot the shit about uh, kayak fishing because I, I don't know shit about kayak fishing. And we'll we do kinda a more got focused to, one on that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad we got to get down and dirty with the swim bait world. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Probably maybe another episode this week, if not next week, for sure. Make sure you guys follow me on Instagram scales underscore the letter in underscore tails. And uh, I'm excited to see where this goes. And I hope you guys are enjoying this first episode. And I will talk to you guys later. Thanks, everybody.